Let's do that. Let's just worship the Lord. Lord, I praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, God. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's so good to be in church. That's a great song. I love that song. I got a stool because I got something wrong with my foot. It's called Planter. I'm too fat for my feet. Um, that's what happens. But I ate a salad yesterday. I should be good by tomorrow. Um, so, no, my heel is bad. You uh, medical experts and those that use Google know what's wrong with it. So I won't use it all the time, just when I feel like I need to, which is all the time, but I won't use it all the time. So we're, we're in the middle of a series on the Holy Spirit. The first week we talked about the Holy Spirit, our guide to God's Word. And last week we talked about the Holy Spirit, a spirit of unity in a world of division. And uh, for those of you that were here or watching online, if you missed it, right at the end of the message. So if you're going to watch the video at about the hour and 10 minute mark, I used the word funky in my sermon. Well, you know, I was talking fast, so funky may have got interpreted to something else, those of you with carnal minds. I listened to it again. I certainly understand how it could be misinterpreted. I will try from now on not to use the word funky in my messages or slow it right down. But anyway, that's at the hour and 10 minute mark if you want to check it out. Our views on that video are going to go up greatly, Brother Watson, I think. Um, we're going we're gonna to read the book of Romans chapter 8. Uh, we'll start at verse 1. And let's read this verse first. We're actually going to be, we're going through quite a few verses, but we'll just read this to start. It says, there is, therefore, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. And this is, this is where we're taking our, our title from this morning. Tonight we're talking about, or this morning we're talking about the Holy Spirit. It's not about the talk, it's about the walk. It's not about the talk, it's about the walk. And if you didn't catch last week's message, one of the things I said is that God didn't give us the Holy Ghost so we could speak a funky, cool language, but to help us love people. And so here we are again, and... Having the Holy Ghost is not about speaking in tongues, although the Bible clearly says you will. It's not, not about saying any particular thing necessarily, even though you get a new language. But really, you get a new walk, and that's what matters, is how you walk. And it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. You know how you can tell sometimes a father and son, they walk the same? You know, he walks like his dad. Does anybody know anybody in the church, you know, their son walks like their father? Can everyone say Colby and Ian? 
You can see it so clearly. No blood tests necessary. Um, all right? It's not a, you can just tell. Yeah, by the way, they walk. Uh, Romans 8 and 1 kind of kind of goes into that. So we have, I mean, I have, and any preacher that's been preaching for a while, no doubt has, has used this verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. It's a great verse. For those of you that are watching online, um, thank you for joining us. And uh, but that's a that's a common a common thing. No condemnation to them that are in Christ. But so many times when people quote this verse, they forget uh, a huge part of it. All right. Now, when Paul was talking to the Romans here, he it starts off with "there is therefore." So he's referring back to Romans chapter 7, and I, I thought of going into Romans chapter 7, but I'm not even going to have time really to get through all of this. But the Romans chapter 7 is talking about the law of sin and death that held us captive, and he's saying that now that law of sin and death doesn't hold us captive. He's saying now... There is no condemnation. He's saying now we are we're, we're free from sin and death, and that that law of sin and death can't not only can it not keep us in bondage, it doesn't have the power to pull us back into sin or back into slavery or back into bondage again. For those that are in Christ Jesus, that's the key. This doesn't apply to everyone. It only applies to those that are in Christ Jesus. And, and the reason those that are in Christ don't live under bondage and don't live under condemnation is because he paid the price for sin. He, he became sin for us. The penalty of sin was death, and Jesus paid that penalty. We, we are in Christ through baptism. The Bible says we're baptized into Christ, and he is in us through the infilling of the Spirit. And you'll notice that it says here, to them which are in Christ Jesus, we don't live condemned lives. I'm not condemned to die anymore. I I'm free. I don't, I don't live with condemnation anymore. Hey, anyone ever have the, the feeling, you know, when your bills are not paid? Anyone, you don't have to raise your hand, but anyone ever not pay your bills? You know, anyone, you know, the bill is coming due and you don't have the money? I remember those days, and some of you might be, yeah, I'm living those days. You know, the bills come and do. I don't remember the feeling that came with that. Anybody ever have any past debts that you never paid? You're just like, I'm not paying that. I can't pay that. I can't afford to pay it. And you forgot about it, and now I'm bringing it up, and now you're feeling bad. It's like, oh, yeah, somebody owes me money, or I owe somebody money, or, you know, because if you don't pay a debt for a while, they're going to call you. For a long time, but after a while, they're going to give up. Not an excuse not to pay your debts. Um, but, you know, you have that debt, and it's like, man, I feel so bad. I could never pay that. I don't pay that. Well, that's like us. But Jesus paid the debt. I, we, <laughs> listen, if you feel bad about your past sin, 
You're not living in Christ Jesus. I know what I did in the past, but I don't live under that condemnation anymore. Amen. It doesn't have power over me anymore. I didn't pay the debt, but Jesus, the debt is paid. Jesus paid the debt. Amen. I might have done some things. You might have done some things. Amen. In your past, but your past is in Jesus Christ now. We don't live under that condemnation about all those mistakes. Oh, yeah, your spouse may bring it up from time to time, but it's gone. And you just tell them, hey, sister, I don't, I, that's not me. That was yesterday. I mean, in the past, long in the past, right? People love to bring up the past. But that's in Jesus. I live in Jesus. I don't live under condemnation anymore. Amen. I don't, I don't have unpaid debts. Jesus paid the debts. As a matter of fact, I couldn't have paid the debt if I wanted to. Remember that old song, I owed a debt I could not pay? He paid a debt he did not know? Amen? You see, it's, it's not, there's no way I could have paid it. I couldn't have been good enough. We talked about that last week. It's not about being good enough. But here's the key. The key, it says, who walk not after the flesh. First of all, we got to be in Christ. But then who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. We forget that part. So that's kind of like, all your debt's being wiped out, but you haven't changed your spending habits, so you go rack up a bunch more debt. Okay? That's why consolidation loans don't work, and they recommend against it. Because until you change your spending habits, you can consolidate all your... The banks love to do it. The, the finance companies love to do it. Hey, consolidate all your loans. You'll take all these six payments, put them into one, it'll be less. And then you think, yeah, now i got all this money to spend. Let's go rack up more debt. Right? You haven't changed your ways. So therefore, your life hasn't changed. Well, it's the same in Christ. He's, he's paid the debt. So, so what do we say? Oh, good. Now I can go rack up a bunch more sin. Nah, -uh. You're going to still live in condemnation. There is no condemnation to those that are in Christ who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Hey, listen, if someone paid off all your debt and you went and racked up more debt, you are not living right. Uh, amen. And Jesus Christ, if he has forgiven you and you've given your life to him, uh, but you're still living in sin, you're missing the point uh, of giving your life to Jesus Christ because turning your life over to him is one thing. Being filled with the spirit is one thing. But walking in the Spirit is another thing. Walking after the Spirit is another thing. Amen. You, got, you can talk the talk, but you got to walk to walk. You see, walking after the flesh is easy. We've been doing it our whole life. Sinning, that's easy. Not hard to sin. You don't have to teach anyone to sin. A little child, as soon as they're able to, they're going to start lying to you, hiding, right? Did you eat all the cookies in the cookie jar? Chocolate chips all over their face. They're like, not me. It was the dog, right? You don't have to teach them how to lie, right? We've been sinning our whole lives. We've been following after the flesh our whole lives. First thing you want to do when you sin is hide. Adam and Eve did it. Your baby does it when they're not potty trained yet and they're hiding in the corner, you know, putting a fresh one in their diaper. Hey, I know this ain't right, but it feels so good. That's like sin. I know this ain't right. I'm off topic here, right? Following the Spirit, right? Sinning is easy. Following the Spirit, that's hard. It takes prayer. If you never talk to God, if you never read His Word, if you're not in submission to God, if you're not in submission to His Word, really you're just doing your own thing and hoping it's right. You're not following God. You're just hoping you're living right. Amen? If you don't listen to godly counsel, if you don't listen to the Spirit, 
When's the last time you made a decision and you knew God was directing you to do it? Or, or we're just smart enough now to make every single decision on our own. You see, the no condemnation only applies to those that are walking after the Spirit, not walking in the flesh. I know we just love the, oh, I got no condemnation. I feel good. <laughs> I feel good. No. No, no. Walking after the Spirit. And then verse 2 says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. It's, he's going back. He's going back to, to chapter 7. And he, he's saying that that law of sin and death that, that had me in bondage, he says there's a new law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Now, remember when we started in this series, we're, we're calling it the Holy Spirit series, but there's many, many terms that refer to the Holy Spirit, and this is one of them, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So that's also the Holy Spirit, all right? So um, Jesus is saying here, well, God is telling us here, for the law of the Spirit of, of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. He's saying, just as, if you remember we read, I think it was in week one, the Spirit is referred to the Spirit of truth. Just like the Spirit of truth will guide us into all truth, he's, he's using this term here to say the Spirit of life in, in Christ Jesus means the Spirit is about life in Christ Jesus. The reason we have life in Jesus Christ is, we have, is because we have the Spirit that gives us life in Christ Jesus. We would be spiritually dead without it. It is the Spirit of life. And then notice here, he, he says, for the law of the Spirit had made me free from the law of sin and death. You notice that one law frees from another law. And it, the only way that that can happen, and the Bible actually uses this illustration, that if someone is, is captured by a strong man, you need a stronger man to set him free. Right? It's, it's kind of like hockey. Uh, the better team's always going to win. Right? So the, the stronger man is going to, going to win over the, the weaker man, okay? I'm free today because there was a, there was a greater law. There was a, a stronger man that, that defeated a, a weaker law. So I'm, I'm set free. Why would, I, why would I live any other way? You know, if, if you're free, why would you live as a slave? If you're free, why would you, why would you live in, in bondage? He, he's saying here the law has set us free from the law of sin and death. We don't, we don't have to live under the law of sin and death because we can live under the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In other words, we can be free from sin, which makes us free from the consequences of sin, which the Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. So I'm free today not just from death. I'm free today not just from eternal punishment and torment. I'm free today from the sin that causes eternal death and destruction and eternal separation from God. It's, it's one thing for us to say, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven. I'm saved, I'm not going to hell. But, but he's telling us we're not just saved and ready for heaven. We're, we're not just, we're not just uh, promised eternal life. We're not just promised eternity and heaven's home. He's saying we're free from the law of not just death, but from the law of sin and death. In other words, sin doesn't have power over you anymore, but the Spirit has power over us anymore. 
has power over us now. Amen. We're not just free from, from death, from the wages of sin. We're free from the sin. Well, we should be. If we're in Christ Jesus, we don't have to sin. I'm, I'm not under bondage to sin anymore. I'm not powerless to my sin anymore. Before I come to God, I was powerless to change. But I'm not powerless to change anymore. You see, the, the old law was a death sentence. The new law is a, a life sentence. I don't know. That's maybe not the right way to put that. But, but it's, a, it, it's a new life in Jesus Christ. Amen. The, the previous law was... Was you sin, you die. That was it. It's not really complicated law. If you want to understand the law of sin and death, you sin, you die. There it is. Simple. One of the easiest laws. You sin, you die. And that law had to be fulfilled. But I didn't have to die because Jesus died. So I sinned, he died. It was no more I sin, I die. I sinned, he died. So now I can live without sin because he didn't just die for sin he got power he defeated sin he destroyed sin on the cross he destroyed the power of sin not just the consequences of sin so we can live free from sin we can live a life that is alive i, I don't live anymore with a death sentence hanging over me, I don't live anymore in fear, thinking one day I, that's it. I, I live free from condemnation, free from sin, free from, from death because of what Jesus Christ did. Verse 3, for what the law could not do. This is talking about the law of sin and death. And that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. He's saying this law of sin and death was weak. In other words, the Old Testament law was given, it, it, it had no power. If right now you know all the Old Testament law, which by the way, there was like 613 laws. Anyone know them off the top of their head? Right? Most of us don't even know the top 10, the Ten Commandments. Okay? But it, to know all that law, in, in a way, does nothing. To, to know the law just means now you know all your mistakes. Now you know all your failures. Now you know all your weaknesses. Now you know all your flaws. The Old Testament law, the only, the only thing the Old Testament law did was, was showed humanity how human they were. It was showed humanity how sinful they were. And believe it or not, that was actually the point of the law. It was actually the only reason God gave the law. Well, actually, there was another, but... It was temporary reprieve, but it was, it was the reason it was to show mankind because mankind has always had and still has this idea, if I can do good, I can, I can earn God's favor. And God said, all right, here's the laws. Let's see how you do with that. Guess what? They failed miserably. If you want to try, you can go ahead. They're all recorded in the B-I-B-L-E. Go ahead and try. Like I said, can't even keep the top ten. The only thing the law did was condemn. It, it showed them where they went wrong. It showed us our weaknesses, our humanity, our sinfulness. So he was saying it was weak. He said, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. It, what could it not do? The law couldn't save anyone. The law couldn't empower anyone. 
The law couldn't set anyone free. The law couldn't give anyone life. It could only show them the error of their ways. But what the law could not do, it says, it was weak through the flesh. God, in sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. What the law couldn't do, Jesus did. What the law couldn't do, the law that they had for hundreds of years, what the law couldn't do, those Pharisees Vanessa talked about earlier, the people that memorized the law actually added a few extra things to the law to make life more difficult. What they could not do, Jesus Christ did in his short time on earth. As a matter of fact, he did it in one moment on a Friday, hanging on a cross when he died for the sins of humanity. You see, what the law could not do because it was weak, Jesus was able to do hanging on a cross. How was he able to do that? It says that God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. The law, Jesus Christ became sin. He fulfilled that law, the requirements of the law were this you sin you die not complicated i can sum up the whole law all 600 you sin you die he said all right okay what the law couldn't do the law said you sin you die but there was no clause for freedom in there it couldn't set humanity free uh, but when jesus died he not only fulfilled the law and all the requirements and consequences of the law amen he set humanity free what the law couldn't do he could do and the bible says this he didn't just become sinful flesh the bible says he condemned sin in the flesh, which means this. He took the power of sin away. Sin now became condemned, and they had no more. it had no more power. It had no more rights. When you're in prison and you're condemned to a life sentence, you have no more rights. You have no more freedom. You have, you have nothing left. Sin was condemned that day. It lost its right to us. It lost its, its power over us, and we are free because sin was condemned on the cross that day what what the law couldn't do jesus did he took sin's power and it has no more power verse four that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk again it's not about the talk it's about the walk who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit you see jesus death fulfilled the law Death was required, and Jesus died. It, it, it's not that complicated. Sin, you die. Death was required, Jesus died. So Jesus did his part. And the world brags, and the churches brag, and the religions brag, Jesus died, Jesus died, Jesus died. Jesus died for your sin, Jesus died for your sin. That's right, now it's your part. Walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. You see, Jesus dying for your sin was great. It was awesome. He condemned sin. He destroyed sin that day. But now what do you got to do? Walk. Paul is talking to the Roman church here. He, he's saying he's talking to the Romans. Walk not after the flesh. He said Jesus did his part. Here's yours. Walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. In other words, Jesus died for sin. Why, why would you continue in it? Why? Would you continue in it, and why would you not continue in the Spirit? He's saying, now you're free from sin. Don't walk in that anymore. Walk in the Spirit. And then he goes on to say, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. He's saying, if you have a heart and a mind for sinful things, you're under the influence of, of your flesh. 
You're doing whatever your flesh wants. And now, it's not always bad, but a lot of times it's bad. But he, but he says you need to have a heart and a mind for God and the things of God and basically be under the influence of the Spirit. In other words, we're always under the influence of something. Right now, something is influencing your life. Something is influencing your life. You're either under the influence of your own carnal mind and flesh and doing whatever you feel and whatever you want, or you're under the influence of the Spirit, and you're doing whatever God wants. There, there is no in-between. This is not like, well, I do a little bit of this. No, you're either under the influence of the Spirit, you're, you're, you're walking after the Spirit, or you're walking after the flesh. You're just doing whatever you want. In other words, you're here when you want to be, and you're not here when you don't want to be, and you pray when you want to, and you don't pray when you don't want to, right? You love when you want to, and you don't love when you want to. You forgive when you want to. You don't forgive. Like, you're either under the influence of the Spirit or under the influence of the flesh. Under the influence of the Spirit is a whole different life than the influence of the flesh. And, and verse 6 goes along with it. He says, here's the danger. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. If you're going to live a life that is carnally minded or according to the flesh, in other words, if, if your mind is just going to pursue the things of the flesh, it's going to lead to death. Right? But to pursue the things of the Spirit will lead to life and peace. Carnally minded means your mind is on the world only. Hey, listen, I, I don't like the news that I hear any better than anyone else. That's why I mainly don't listen to it. But I'm not carnally minded. The, what's happening in the world affects me to a very limited ex extent because I'm, lest I sound more spiritual than everyone, I am trying to pursue the things of the Spirit. What's happening in the world is not as much of a concern to me as what is happening in the spirit. What the devil and the world is doing doesn't concern me as, as much as what God is wanting to do within his kingdom. You see, to, to be carnally minded, your focus is on the carnal. It's on, it's on your world. It's on your needs. It's on your, your family's needs and your, your problems. It's, it's all about selfishness. So when something comes against that, when, when you feel something threatens that, when you feel your way of life, that's why you got people, you know, the whole mass thing in the backseat. I don't care about any of that. I follow the rules. It doesn't affect me. Not one bit. It doesn't affect how I live. I still live for God. I still worship. I still pray. I still come to church. Hey, I mean... It's not going to keep me from coming to the house of God. It's not going to keep me from living to God, living for God. I don't care what laws they're doing or breaking or passing. It doesn't matter to me because my mind and our minds need to be. Hey, listen, there, there's no life. Carnal mindedness, there's, there's no life. You, you, that's, there's anxiety there because you're always worried what's going on. There's, there's no peace there. Hey, if you don't have peace, you're not... Listen, there's, there's unforgiveness, there's, there's hate, there's jealousy, there's envy, there's covetousness. There's, that's where racism dwells and, and bitterness and lust in that carnal mind because it's all in the world. To be spiritually minded means your mind is on the Lord and the things of God. Uh, amen. God is at the center of your life. God is in control. Uh, it doesn't matter what the government's doing. It doesn't matter what people are doing. It doesn't matter how anyone uh, looks at me, treats me. You know, I love some of these. I'll call them anti-vaxxers. I don't know. 
You know, there's one particular one that attacked me on Facebook for getting the vaccine. And then on their post a little while later, it's like, you know, it's a problem in our world, people attacking people. And I, I so wanted to comment, but I'm not that kind of person. I just enjoy it quietly on my own. It's just like, yeah, you're messed up. Like, you're messed up. But, but why, how does that affect me? It doesn't care. I don't, I don't care. How do, God is, is to say, I care what God thinks about me. Amen. My, my care, my, my life is in the hand of God. It, it, it doesn't matter. My family are in God's hands. I'm not worried about my family. Uh, amen. Worry is not from God. Anxiety is not from God. Uh, amen. My problems are in God's hands. I trust Him. Uh, amen. Prayer is a priority. Uh, amen. The Word, His kingdom is a priority. Uh, amen. I'm not... It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It matters what's going on with me and God. That's what matters. And then he goes on to say, and I'm definitely not finishing because it's 1158 and I'm supposed to go to verse 17 and I'm at verse 7. That's a problem. But I got to finish this thought. Then he goes on. He says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Hey, listen, if you want peace, get your mind on God. Get your mind. Listen, there is, there is so much to worry about in the world. Right? There's so much. What's going to happen on June 7th? I don't know. What's going to happen on July 1st and August 2nd? Well, I know what the government said is going to happen. But news bulletin. My trust ain't in the government. I don't know if they're going to keep their word. I don't know what they're going to do. And frankly, I don't really care because my trust is not in what the government does. I, I'll follow their rules, but my government is, you know, hey, listen, we got a bigger problem than the government rules. Here's what we need to be following. We need to be following this book. Yeah, go ahead and follow the government rules. But let me, can I tell you, if you're following all the government rules and not following God's word, you're carnally, you're missing the point of living for God. To be carnally minded, he said, is enmity against God. I'll get the music to come back, give you all hope here. Two weeks to flatten the curve, two minutes to finish the message. Neither one is true. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Well, what, what does that mean? In other words, if you're living a carnal life, if you're living for your flesh, if you're living for what your flesh wants, you can't please God. It's actually impossible. You, you, your ways are actually against God. You can't live for God with a carnal mind. You, you, it's impossible. The carnal mind cannot submit to God. Because as, as, soon as, as soon as you hear the word, and whether I preach it or whether you read it or the, the, the Holy Spirit's trying to speak it into your spirit, hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to love your neighbor. Hey, you need to forgive someone. Hey, you need to pray through. You need to, my pastor used to say that all the time, pray through. What a great statement. I started using it more as I realized people need to pray through. What does it mean? It means you need to pray until you get victory over your stuff, all right? You need, you need to pray until God does something. But, but when you hear the Word or you read the Word or the Spirit's trying to say, hey, you need to do this. You need to stop doing that. You need to, you're just like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not listening to that, all right? I have rights. 
right? I have I have rights. That's that's the new 21st century. I have rights. Listen. We need a we need to follow we need to follow God. We need, to, we need to have a heart and a mind that pursues God. You want to live with no condemnation? You want to live free? It's, I'm telling you, when you get the Holy Ghost, you will talk in tongues. I'm telling you that will happen. But if you want to live free, it's not just about getting the Holy Ghost. It's about walking in the Spirit. It's about walking in the... You can talk in tongues every single morning, but if you get up and don't follow what's in this book, and don't follow what he's speaking to you, you're not living free. Hey, I know Christians that don't live free. You ever met a Christian with bitterness? I have. You ever met a Christian with unforgiveness? I have. It'll destroy you. It's not God's way. You, you ever met a Christian with jealousy? You, you, ever, you ever met a Christian that don't live anywhere near holy or godly? You ever met a Christian that gossips? You ever met a Christian that tail bears and... Right? Come on now. People that got the Holy Ghost. They, they might talk in, the, talk in tongues on, on Sunday, but, but Monday is a whole different story. Right? They lie. They cheat. They steal. They got bad attitudes. Come on now. If you, if you are going to live this life, to be carnally minded is enmity against God. It's, it's actually against God. You can't walk in the Spirit with a carnal mind. As my pastor would say, you need to pray through until you get in that place. See, most people want to pray till they speak in that, that language. But you need to pray until the attitudes, until some habits, until some sin in your life begins. We, we need to pray until we start changing our ways. We need to pray and talk to God and ask for God to forgive us and to help us. You see, because everything you do in your flesh is about pleasing your flesh, not about pleasing God. And it says it. For then they that are in the flesh can't please God. Your actions, your desires, your decisions, your attitudes, your spirit, your relationships, your thoughts, your hobbies, are they pleasing God? Are they pleasing God? Are they about pleasing God or are they about pleasing yourself? Or maybe even about pleasing others? Listen, the worst place you can be is outside of the will of God. The worst place you can be is not walking in the Spirit. I'm going to, you know, there's a lot of selfish people out there. Some are Spirit-filled. I know you think it's impossible, but it is. Romans 6 actually deals with it. but Because you can have the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost not have you. You see, you can have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit. If you got the Holy Spirit and you ain't listening to it, it it's, it's doing you no good. It's like, having, it's like having a car that has no wheels. You still got the engine and the gas. and I mean, it's not, it's not doing you any good. Well, actually, maybe it's more like a car. You got gas, you got everything, but... You know, you don't turn it on, turn it on, put it in gear, and press the gas pedal. You can have the Holy Ghost, but if you're not listening to it, you can have the Spirit of God. If you're not reading His Word and talking to God and seeking godly counsel, if, you're, if your life is not lining up with God's Word and His Spirit, if you're carnally minded, the thing is you won't even want to because you can't, you can't please God. And right now, if you're carnally minded, your mind is telling you you don't even need to. 
Well, what's he saying? You don't, you don't need to walk in the Spirit. You just need to be a good person and go to church. And I don't know what your carnal mind. Your carnal mind will tell you anything to get you just to live the carnal life. You see, there's a lot of selfishness in the world. And sometimes we look at selfish people and we think, yeah, that's the problem. But you know it can be just as much a problem if, if your life is wrapped up in pleasing other people? actually could be just as big of a problem because carnally minded people they're either going to just want to please themselves and live for the flesh or they're going to they're going to want to please everyone else so you're not living even for yourself you're carnally minded you're not living for yourself but you're living for everyone else you can't live you can't please for god you can't please god because you're concerned with what everyone else thinks you you can't please god because because you want to please somebody else in your life you can't please God because you're trying to please your, and it could be a spouse, it could be a, a, a friend, it just could be the crowd on Facebook, it, it could be anyone. You're, trying to, you're just trying to fit in with the world. You're carnally minded, and so then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. There, there's got to be something. There's got to be something that, hey, listen, if you're, if you're filled with the Spirit, if you're walking after the Spirit, you're not. First of all, you're free. You live without condemnation. But you're going to please God. I, 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 don't, I don't need the Holy Ghost. I got it. But I do need to walk after the Spirit. And sometimes I feel like in our circles we're, we're so concerned about just getting the Holy Ghost and getting it again and again and again. Let's all stand. Lord, help us. God, if there's people that are not filled with your Spirit, if you don't have His Spirit in your life, you can, you can get it right now. He'll fill you. You just worship. You, you, well, if you haven't repented, repent. Give your life to God. He'll fill you. But if you've got it, and you're not walking after the Spirit, and this is where I feel we are right now. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. God, I want to walk. I want to pursue. God, my heart, my mind. I want to I wanna walk after your Spirit. God, I don't just want to be filled with it. God, I want to walk after it. Lord, and maybe someone needs a refilling, God. But Lord, help us right now. God, am I really making decisions? Is my life really about following after your Spirit? Or, or am I just following my own way, hoping for, for your blessing? God, hoping that I'm doing what's right. God, help me to follow after your Spirit. God, help me not to walk in the flesh, but to walk in the Spirit. Because it's not about the talk, God. It's about the walk. It doesn't matter what I say. God, it matters what I do. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's talk to God. Jesus, oh, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Amen. You want to stand and pray? Go ahead. You want to kneel and pray? Go ahead. Amen. You feel like you need to pray for someone? Amen. Go ahead and reach out to them. God, I can't do this on my own. I need your spirit, God. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to walk in the spirit, to follow after the spirit. Lord, to live a life that is pleasing to you, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus.
God, help me not to walk after the flesh, but to walk after your spirit. God, in your spirit, Lord, there's freedom and there's liberty and there's no condemnation, God. Uh, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, in the name of Jesus.